Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. We all want to be happy, yet so many people live life in turmoil. No matter how hard they try, whether it's a new job, a new relationship, moving to a different location, and sometimes even trying a different religion, so many are still searching for the answers that will bring them peace within. This desire for inner peace is so strong that it remains the motivation for our actions. Today's guest is here to talk about why happiness based on temporary things will always remain elusive. He's a modern-day spiritual teacher whose approach is not aligned with any religion or tradition. Driven by intense psychological turmoil, he discovered within himself a deeper reality that not only saved his life, but it also showed him the way to permanent happiness and inner peace. His name is Daniel Parmigiani, and I'm so honored that he's here today to share his inspiration with us. Daniel, welcome to Inspire Me Today. Thank you, Gail. It's so great to be here. I'm very honored. Well, after reading your bio and looking at, you know, just all the things, the good things that you're doing in the world, I would greatly appreciate. Start at the beginning. Give us, in a nutshell, how did you get to become the man you are? Well, um, I was born in Caracas, Venezuela, and uh, my father is Italian, hence the tasty last name. (laughs) My My mother's Hispanic. And I moved to the United States when I was 12 with my mother. Um, I had a very, very difficult childhood and adolescence throughout the whole thing in Venezuela and then later on uh, here in the United States. Uh, but that, that suffering that I went through actually led me to some spiritual discoveries within myself that completely turned things around for me. Talk to me a little bit about that. When you say, I mean, how old were you? When did all of this happen? Because so many of us could say, oh, yeah, we had you know, rough childhood for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. But at mm-hmm. what point did you wake up? At what point did you realize the truths that you now know? I was only 17 at the time. That's early. Uh, That's young. Yes. Was it something yes. traumatic, Daniel, that happened? Yes. Well, I could tell you the story a little bit so that so you can understand. Um, it all started when I was five years old, and my older brother got accidentally shot and killed. Well, yes, I'm and, so and my, sorry. My mother uh, was extremely traumatized by this and uh, felt terribly guilty. She felt she wasn't watching over him enough. So she totally overprotected me and raised me pretty much like a baby from then on. Mm-hmm. And so I got, uh, you know, in Venezuela, kids can be pretty vicious. <laughs> and especially when you act and talk like a baby and you're bigger than they are and, and, you're, and you're blonde and different. So I was, I was bullied, I was made fun of for years, and I kept it all inside because I was so ashamed of myself. I thought there was something terribly wrong with me. <clears throat> Sorry. And while my mother was so overprotective, my father, he was a workaholic and he had no idea what was going on. But then I had a major breakdown and that's when my father intervened, and he's this raging perfectionist. Hmm. So basically, he he was complete, totally disappointed in me. I could sense his disappointment, <clears throat> and and he, uh, I could sense that deep disappointment. And you know, he wanted a, his son to be strong and and an achiever, and I was just terrified of people, and they had to drag me out of the house just to take me to school. So 
he he forcefully tried to make me get out of it, and he was very very wrong in his tactics. And one day, a psychologist said to my mother, she she said, "Listen, I, n- I normally don't advise this, but you really need to consider separating the two of them uh, because uh, his dad is destroying your kid, and uh, he's not gonna make it like this." So by, that's when my mother decided, okay, we're going to go to the United States. We're going to leave. And, my, and they had a big fight over it, and uh, my father stayed behind. Wow, but, that couldn't have been easy, just, you know, a separation at 12. Right. But then but, y- you came to the United States, and then five years later, what happened? Well, what happened is, even though I was now separated from my dad, that perfectionism had taken root inside my mind. It was like a seed that was planted. And so, uh, it, unconsciously, I was developing, I developed two beliefs about reality that would just pretty much take, drive me to the ground, which the two beliefs were, the first one was, I'm supposed, I need to be perfect. I have to be perfect or else everything is terrible. And the, some, the other belief was, it's always my fault when I'm not perfect. I'm supposed to be perfect, and if I'm not, it's because I'm not trying hard enough. Mm. And so, so I lived, of course, you can never be perfect. And anything, that's, right? those two beliefs are tough at any age. Yes. And, uh, you know, I felt like a total failure in everything I did. And I was terrified of doing anything. Uh, and even the simplest things like tying my shoelaces or writing or brushing my teeth, everything was a, an ordeal for me. And uh, things got worse and worse. By the time I was 15, uh, a psychologist, one of many, <laughs> but this one, he actually reached me and he explained to me what was going on. And I sort of understood him, but the problem was I could not be helped because I felt I had to have a perfect understanding of why I wasn't supposed to be perfect. Wow, so, what a conundrum. Yeah, I was trapped in this mindset, in this worldview. How, and, did, you, how did you break through, Daniel? Well, for two years, now my obsession became figure this out, find the perfect answer, find my way out of suffering. And I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. And I was, my frustration, my guilt just kept growing. And one day I just had a major meltdown and I, I was just broken. I was pretty much close to losing my mind. Uh, but I started just instinctively, I just started saying, God, what do I need to do to end this suffering? What do I need to do? I'll do anything, anything. And I just kept screaming. I got angry, angrier and angrier. And I got angry at at the world, at my parents, at the kids in school, the teachers, everybody. And I ended up just screaming, it is not my fault. It is not my fault. I kept yelling and throwing things around in my room. Mm-hmm. Thank God there was nobody around. <laughs> so, but uh, e- eventually I just collapsed into the bed. I was just completely exhausted. But at that moment, suddenly, I felt this tremendous sense of release and relief. And all that guilt and just left me. And I remember just laying in that bed, looking at the ceiling and with a smile on my face, feeling happy for the first time since I could remember. 
Wow. And, you know, that lasted for a while. And I didn't care that things were not perfect. I didn't feel the urgent need to get up and fix stuff. I didn't get my usual, I usually got asthma attacks whenever I felt I was wasting time. But not this time. And then it kind of started fading after an hour or so. But, wow, you know, it's like I'm capable of feeling like this. And so now, again, being the obsessive person I was, I am now obsessed over what happened. How do I keep it? How do I do it again? Yes, exactly. And so, Gail, I, I just obsessed over this, and I realized what happened. I forgave myself. That's what happened. And when you forgive yourself, you feel like this. When you completely forgive yourself, you can feel like this. And, and when you accept things as they are, you can feel like this. So, and then I also realized the more important realization was I was right in having forgiven myself. And the reason was, at that point, I, was, I, was, I had reached a level in my life where I knew I would do anything to feel better. And so it was crystal clear to me that that's all we ever want. All we want is to feel better, and all we want is happiness. And it seems and so simple, and yet simple. we create such elaborate dramas to keep us away from the one thing we want the most. Exactly. That is exactly. And uh, then I just kept digging at this, and I had an epiphany. And the epiphany was, I am always doing the best I can to get closer to happiness. I am always doing the best I can to get closer to happiness. And I saw that everybody's doing the same thing. And... You know, this was the key. This was this simple phrase just ignited just an incredible journey of self-discovery for me because I saw that we all share the same ultimate goal, Mm -hmm. the same motivation, underlying motivation behind every single thing we do. You know, when you look at that, Daniel, with the way you said it is that I'm always doing the best I can to get closer to happiness and everyone else is doing the best that they can to get closer to their happiness... Yes. It makes compassion, forgiveness, and understanding so much easier. Yes, it makes it effortless if you really get it. It is the natural way of reacting. Simply because if you're always doing the best you can to get closer to happiness, you are innocent at all times. There are no better or worse people out there. There are no worthier or less worthy. We're all just doing the best we can given our current state of awareness, our current perception of reality. And the only difference between us is that perception. The difference between a Jesus and a Buddha uh, and the lowest criminal is just their desired destination was the same as ours. They just happen to know the way. They just happen Hmm. to know what real happiness is and what it takes. Because... You know, everybody's just doing the best they can for their own happiness. And, Daniel, is this what you would refer to as eternal truth? The reason I'm asking that is you said your quote for Inspire Me Today was, happiness based on what's temporary and arbitrary is forever elusive, while happiness based on eternal truth is forever. 
Yes, eternal truth, I would say, is that absolute innocent nature that we all have, and also our absolute equality as eternal spiritual beings. You know, it's, 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 it's realizing that we're all equal in the things that really matter, in the things that are permanent, in the things that don't end when we die. You know, because all the things we compare each ourselves to each sure. other are temporary. They're arbitrary. Yeah, I'm a failure ul- because... Ultimate. Yes. No, you're so right. Well, is this what you talk about in your new book, The Magnificent Truth of Our Existence? Yes, absolutely. That's, that is exactly it. It's, it all flowed from that epiphany I had. And I talk about this. I talk about... I. I Make, I try to be as rational and straightforward as possible because I, I understood these things very clearly and very rationally. I'm a very logical person. So, and I want to appeal to those people who want logical spirituality that makes sense. <laughs> I like want that. To, want to know exactly why, how this works. How, why are we innocent? And why are we equal? You know, we talk about this, but we don't really examine it deeply and, and understand exactly why that is. And it, it takes a level, a, a, a really deep level of clarity to really use it in your life. So Otherwise, that, you just don't use it. You're going right where I wanted to lead you. My next question was, how do you use this in your life? Is this something that you carry with you consciously, that you walk around happy all the time? Or do you still have fear and turmoil and the things that, quote, normal people have? Do you know what I mean? How has this affected yes. the rest of your life since, I mean, you're obviously past 17 when this happened. And from yes. looking at your pictures, I'm guessing you're a little, you're, you're a little bit past that. I mean, do you mind telling me how old are you, Daniel? <laughs> I am way past that. I'm 45 now. Okay, so at 45, I was going to say 35 on this picture. So I, I was well, going to be you. close. <laughs> but anyway, in the last, you know, 20 years, 30 years since, how has this knowledge impacted your life? It has completely shifted my perception of myself and of others and of everything that happens. It, it has allowed me to embrace myself the way I am, to stop judging myself. I mean, it's, it, it hasn't, you know, I cannot claim to be enlightened or anything, but I know that I, my quality of life is incredibly better. I, am, I don't feel a need to go out there and prove anything. I don't have to prove my own, my own worth to myself. And, uh, and that's just huge. You know, it's a, it's, 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 that is a taste of the inner peace we're looking sure. for. And we're all looking for, for that place where we can just embrace ourselves. And we'll go out there trying to prove that we're worthy of our own love. And so to be rid of that is just huge. Kind of proving that you're worthy of something that you already are. Yes, something that just trying to recapture what we were born with. We didn't, you know, we were born at peace with ourselves. We we didn't have all these rules. We were supposed to be this, or we were supposed to be better than others, or supposed to meet, achieve, or be all, successful, I, or make money, or be yeah. skinny, or be pretty, or you could go on right. and on. Sure. Right. Right. Exactly. So you mean we're all okay just the way we are? Absolutely. Yay. Absolutely. Because this is not the real us. Of course. This is just a temporary learning tool, let's put it that way. 
Exactly. This body, this, this, even the personality, everything is going to change. It's going to transform. It's going to grow. We're unlimited. We're all, what we really are is consciousness. We're eternal consciousness. Every, and, every time I forget that, I go back and watch the movie Cocoon. I don't know if you've, <laughs> if you've seen that or uh, not, but yes, where, they, yes. where the eternal beings slip into body suits, as they call them, which are our yes. bodies. Yes. And uh, it's, it's kind of a, a nice, gentle, loving reminder that we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yes, that, I think Pierre Terhard de Chardin said that very well. He said, we're not uh, human bodies having a spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having a human experience. Kind of cool when you look at it that way. Daniel, yes. the hardest part, I think, for most people is staying on track. So I'm, right. I'm curious, do you have like a routine or steps or practices that you do each and every day that keep you on track that you might be willing to share with others? Well, the first step is always deep understanding and deep, for it needs to make sense to you and you need to discover your own innocence. And once you do that, it's done. I mean, you only need to, to, to realize at one time deeply. And then you just know. It's like you, you finally looked at yourself in the mirror and you saw the real you. you. You can't forget that. It's done. And so that's what I hope and I believe, I truly believe that my book has the tools that anybody that approaches with an open mind and does the, the simple exercises I have in there, they can discover their own innocence and see that, yes, you know, I, everything I ever did was the only thing I could have done at that moment with my current state of awareness. Right. I can forgive that. I can embrace that. I know that that's the only course of action I was capable of at the time. And it's not really, and, and, it's not really discovering or learning something new. Isn't it kind of remembering who we are? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's remembering who we really are because we forgot. Uh, we... We uh, have a, the wrong idea of who we are. We have a well, very, yes. Once you get to the point that you're at right now, that you, you get this, you at least understand this, and I'm sure there are days that you slip backwards in them that are more difficult because you, you are mm -hmm. still human. Yes. But how does this play in your life, Daniel, as far as, as things like fear? You know, so many people write to us that they don't know how they're going to pay the mortgage payment. They don't know how they're going to continue working for their boss. They don't know, you know, all these different things that people feel fear over. Once mm. you get to the point that you understand that you are divine innocence, that you are perfect exactly where you are in whatever yes. situation you're in, how does that help one deal with fear? Well, it's, it's trust. It's developing trust that, Life is good. That living is, is a great thing. It's just an attitude that everything here, that everything that ever happens is the only, it, it was the only thing that could have happened at that moment, and it was supposed to happen. If you can hold these, build on these two beliefs, then you, you're able to embrace everything that happens and, and make work with it instead of working against it or resisting it. So when something quote, bad happens, instead of saying, oh, it always happens to me, I'm always the one, blah, blah, blah. Instead say, where's the blessing in this situation? Because certainly it was sent here for my good. Yes. Well, you know, it's, it's just being 
practical. It's a practical way of being. You know, it, it happened. Okay, don't, you know, let's work with it. Simply, simply that. Um, inner peace, to be at peace at all times, you need to get to the point that where you lack any desire for things to be different than they already are. And that is, that is the key to inner say peace. Say that you again. You have to see everything. Inner peace demands that we lack any desire for things to be different than they already are. You, you cannot be, you, you gotta work that out of your system, wishing that things were different, wishing that this hadn't happened. First of all, it's pointless because it already happened. And second, work with it rather than resisting it. And you can make it better if you can, or if, if you can't, then just leave it alone and try to learn from it. It's just being practical in, in the end. I love how you put logic into spirituality. No, really, I mean that as yes. a compliment because I'm also one of yes. those left-brain linear kind of thinkers. Yes. And yet you're making this very logical so people can say, oh, well, duh. That, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I, I right. just wrote this down, what you said, and I'm going to say it one more time. I mean, inner peace is when you lack the desire for things to be different than they already are. Right. That's like Including me, yourself. Exactly. That's where I was going. Mm -hmm. yes. and, and that to me is like one of those great big, well, duh, of course it is. Yes. But when you realize it, then you look, for me, then I look at, okay, in those areas of my life where I don't have inner peace, what is it that I'm wanting, what, am, what, what do I desire to be different? And right. do I really? And right. if it were, then what? And it brings you yes. back to full circle to realize that you are perfection. Yes. And, and, you know, ironically, in the end, I was always looking for trying to be perfect, trying to be perfect. And in the end, I realized I don't need to try to be perfect. I'm already perfect. Yeah, you can't, are, you can't try to be something you already are. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And isn't that just a blessing? And isn't that like a relief of cool? Yes. Do you know what I mean? That, I get so excited over that kind of stuff. Yes. It is the most exciting thing there is to, to figure out how to see yourself and how to perceive the world to it, have, to it make sense to you and for that perception to bring you the peace where you're always looking for. That, there's no more worthwhile pursuit in life than to work on, on seeing things this way. Excellent. I am so grateful, Daniel, that you took the time to spend with our, our listeners today and our community. Let me ask you this, and you're welcome to use things you've already said, but if you were to summarize your greatest wisdom that you've learned so far in life, what would you want to pass on to others right here, right now? That we are all entitled to know our true selves and that our true selves are magnificent. And that just knowing this is the key that unlocks the door for all the wonderful feelings we're all looking for. That's all it takes. We don't need to run around trying to prove anything. You mean we don't have to earn a million dollars? We don't have to weigh under 100 pounds? We don't have to no, I, on and on and on and what on? What happens when you get there? What happens? You're still you, searching. You're still searching. You get there and maybe you have a few days where you're stoked. But then you go back to normal. Somehow that always happens because deep down you know that's not it. And we all do. Deep down you know this is temporary, this is going to go away, this is, not, this is not real. 
So if you build your life on the things that truly matter inside yourself, they can never go away. They're permanent. So if you base your, uh, your, your, your happiness on that, your happiness is also permanent. This is excellent, excellent information. And I really, again, thank you for being here and sharing this. Daniel, let me ask you this. If you had yes. just one more thing that you could accomplish or experience in this lifetime, what would it be? Uh, I, I would just want to continue expanding and sharing my message uh, with more and more people because I believe that helping and inspiring others, inspiring others to find their way to happiness and inner peace is the only truly worthwhile pursuit. Once you take care of yourself first, then you want to help others. And that what, what greater thing is there? Yeah, exactly. Once you get it. Wow, that's pretty exciting. Thank you again for being with us. Daniel, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners in closing? Yes, absolutely. Um, just wanted to mention that my book is available on Amazon.com. And that I just want to tell everybody that there is a way out of guilt and self-hatred. And that is just a simple recognition of your absolute innocence. So take it easy on yourselves and grant yourselves the permission to embrace yourself just as you are right now. That is beautiful. I mean, if our listeners really take that in to end the guilt to recognize the innocence and to embrace ourselves exactly the way we are, where we are. And from that, to be able to love ourselves and accept ourselves, worlds open up unto us. So, Daniel, thank you for that. We will most certainly put all the links on the website. So for our community, just come on back to inspiremetoday.com. You know, just put in Daniel's name. And again, you can just put in Daniel. It will come up. And... We will have the link there to where you can purchase his book, where you can read his incredible Today's Brilliance that he wrote for you, and also read more about this man in his profile and his bio. So, Daniel, thanks again for being with us today. Your being here, and as funny as this may sound, the struggles that you've gone through are helping so many more with the path that they're walking. So thank you for that for all of us. Thank you so much, Gail, for having me. It's been an honor. It's been our honor as well. And to our community. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We love you. We're here for you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by.